Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another episode of Inside Arsenal. It is the morning after the day before and what a day it was for Arsenal. What a day it was for Arsenal fans around the world yesterday. Declan Rice finally unveiled as an Arsenal player. £105 million. Do you ever, I don't know, go back a few years, would you ever have predicted the day that Arsenal would spend £105 million on a player, but that is what they've done. They've finally brought Declan Rice in from West Ham. Look, it was a signing we knew was going to happen. It's been ongoing for a long, long time. It was always going to happen, and it was always going to happen before the squad flew out for the US tour. Despite all the scaremongering in the week or so leading up to it, Sky Sports with their rolling news coverage of West Ham being annoyed at the lawyers or whatever, it was always going to happen. Arsenal were always confident this deal was going to get done and it was going to get done in time for the US tour. That was always a priority and it, of course, happened yesterday. It was a day of real excitement for Arsenal fans, just sort of watching, taking a backward step and seeing all the reaction on social media, seeing the excitement that everyone was expressing. It says an awful lot, I think, and I think it's a sign-in that means an awful lot to an awful lot of people around the world when it comes to Arsenal. Sometimes there are just sign-ins that capture your attention like others don't you think back to I don't know for me I compare this to certainly Sol Campbell in 2001 uh Meza Ozil Alexis Sanchez Dennis Bergkamp those sort of signings where I'll just I'll always remember where I was when when the signing was announced because it was just such a big signing for so many reasons for Arsenal I've talked about it before on these episodes of just what this means or would mean if Arsenal could get it done in terms of not just on the pitch, but off it as well. The statement it would send out, just what it all encapsulates. And um, and I think that was kind of all expressed, shall we say, yesterday by the reaction from Arsenal fans around the world. There was just genuine, genuine excitement. And there should be, because it's a sign-in that means, mean, it really means so much. Um, you know, I've always compared it to Sol Campbell in 2001, and that was a signing that kind of signalled the start of a new era for Arsenal. I thought Sol Campbell, it was such a big signing. They beat so many clubs to get him. 
And it just kickstarted an era of brilliant success to double the following season, the Invincibles a couple of years later. Um, and and this, you know, I'm not saying that she's going to do that and we're going to see that sort of success. I hope it does, but obviously you can't predict that. But I just think it's on that same sort of level in terms of what it means. And so much of stuff that was said yesterday by Mikel Arteta, by Declan Rice himself, I think um, explains a lot of what I'm talking about in terms of how big I think this signing is. And we'll get over that uh, in this episode. And, you know, it's just, it, it was just a fantastic, um, a fantastic thing. And I'm so happy that it's happened. I mean, Declan Rice there, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see what I'm talking about. Um, standing next to Mikel Arteta and Edu. And for those two, it means, it, it meant a lot. You know, this was the player, this was the player that Mikel Arteta really wanted. It was the, you know, it was the centerpiece of the summer, shall we say. You know, everything was intertwined with signing Declan Rice. You know, they wanted this deal more than anything else. He was the player they wanted to build this rebuild around, if you want to call it a rebuild, but this kind of the next evolution of the team, shall we say, around. It was Declan Rice in the heart of the midfield playing that role. You know, Kai Havertz, Jurian Timber, it all kind of fits together, but Declan Rice was the key jigsaw puzzle. And, you know, that was why they were willing to go probably further than I think they would have ideally wanted. I think a lot of people looking at the price tag, 105 million thinking Arsenal probably overspent. I mean, it's all relative really because a player is only worth what A, a selling club want to sell him for and B, what the buying club want to buy him for. So, you know, we can all have our own valuations in our head. Of course we do. We're football fans. We all have our opinions about what a certain player is worth, but um you know, and so a lot of people look at Declan Rice, he's not worth 105 million. And I can kind of understand that. And like I said, I imagine there's pro probably quite a few people at the club at the moment who probably think they have overspent in terms of what they originally wanted to pay for Declan Rice. But when a player is that important, when he is that much of a priority in terms of what you want to do as a football club, sometimes you have to go that extra yard to get a deal done. And that's what Arsenal do, did. They were willing to go that extra yard. They were willing to go and pay 105 million or agree a deal that all include all adds up to 105 million over with all the payments and what what have you. And they were willing to do it, and they got it done. And Mikel Arteta will be so happy this morning, or sitting on the plane on the way to America, thinking about a the backing he's received from the owners. I think it, you know, getting this deal over the line for Arteta because he wanted it so much I think says a really a lot about what the owners think of him and the project and how aligned the club are in all of this and you know he will be very very happy and so will Edu he's put a lot of work into getting this done him and the recruitment team of course it was not easy which it was never going to be because you sign in West Ham's captain that is not a deal that is going to be easy to do he is he was West Ham through and through he was the captain and West Ham are always going to want to get the best possible deal. So it was never going to be an easy negotiation. But the work Arsenal did behind the scenes to get themselves at the head of the queue in pole position, you know, they deserve an awful lot of credit. And that goes down to Mikel Arteta, to Edu, to the recruitment team, everyone involved in getting this deal done because it was not an easy deal to do when you're talking about a player of that quality. Um, you can't kind of start to look at what Mikel Arteta and what Edu had to say about the signings, that Declan is a player with fantastic ability. Edu says he's high quality, young international player who had great strength to our squad, fitting so well into our strategy of competing with young, talented players at the centre of our club. It's great that Declan will be joining up with Mikel, our coaches, 
and his new teammates in good time ahead of the new season. That was so key as well. That's why they were so determined to get him and the other two key signings, Havertz and Timber, done before the squad went to the US. They fly out today. I'm not sure what time. They might even be in the air at the moment at the time of recording this. But getting them on board before preseason so they can go over and they can all be together in this much more kind of, I don't know, intimate setting over there where you're all together. You know, it's not a case of going home, coming back the next day to training. You know, you're all living together for this two-week period. You're traveling together, just seeing each other all the time, every day. I think it's going to be so important to get in those players linked into the squad, meeting their new teammates. And that's why they wanted it to happen. They did it last year. And they've done it again this year. And I think they deserve real credit. They've been really ruthless. They've attacked the window, which is what McKenna Arteta called for. He said they had to attack it. They had to nail it. And I think so far they have certainly nailed it. And um, he'll be delighted with that. I mean, you look at what Mikel Arteta had to say about the signing of Declan Rice. He said, we're really happy that Declan is joining us. He is a player with tremendous ability who has been performing at a high level in the Premier League and for England for a number of seasons now. Declan is bringing undoubted quality to the club and he is an exceptional talent who has the potential to be very successful here. Declan has great experience in the Premier League at only 24 years old. He has captained a very good West Ham team, and we all saw he recently lifted a European trophy. The responsibility and role he has taken on has been very impressive, and we are really excited that he is joining us. I think it's some really important comments there from Mikel Arteta when talking about Declan Rice. First, he talks about that experience, and he's right. You know, Arsenal love the type of players. It's what they really target at the moment. Young players who are going to improve, but are already very, very experienced at the top level. I mean, Declan Rice has been doing it in the Premier League for ages now. He's only 24 years old. You know, Arsenal are signing proven Premier League players. They've done that with Kai Havertz as well. Again, another player who is young, but still has huge amounts of experience at the top level, at international level. And the same goes for Duran Timber. He's only 22, but he's been playing for Ajax for a few years now. He's done it in the Champions League, done it at international level. So those are the type of players they're signing. And that's been so key to the work Arsenal are doing in the transfer window. And then when Mikel Arteta talks about, um, uh, where was it? He says he's captained a very good West Ham team. We all saw he recently lifted the European Trophy. The responsibility and the role he has taken on has been very impressive. That's so important as well in terms of why Arsenal are signing Declan Rice. They think he can come straight into the team and he can be a leader. They've lost a big leader in Granit Xhaka, a player who is going to be really, really missed in terms of his influence on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. But in Declan Rice, they're signing someone who's going to be confident. He's going to walk into that dressing room as a leader. He knows a lot of the players as well, which is really, really important. And that was a big, big thing for Arsenal when it came to signing Declan Rice. I mean, on Declan Rice himself, I'm sure you've seen plenty of the videos doing arounds at the moment. You know, Arsenal released a lot of content yesterday. It was really good. The interview, uh, the the bit when they sort of, Mikel introduced him to the team when they announced it on YouTube at 1pm. I thought that was really good. And again, you saw how confidently Declan Rice spoke there. He was sitting next to Aaron Ramsdale. Again, these England players that he knows that are going to help him fit in very, very well. There's lots of good videos. I love the video of him meeting Win. Any Win content is great. Just keep showing the dog. <laughs> we all just want to see the dog. Um and this is what Declan Rice said about his move. I thought, thought there's lots to watch. If you haven't watched it already, go to Arsenal.com, watch the full interview with Declan Rice. It's really, really good. There's a big, long interview with him as well. But I thought these two were really, really interesting little snippets in that interview when he was asked about why he made the move. He said, I've been looking at Arsenal over the last couple of seasons and the tra trajectory they've been going on, not last season, but the season before as well. They finished fifth, but you could see the style of play Mikel was implementing. Last season was an outstanding season, blowing pretty much every team out of the water with the exception of City. With Mikel and how he works, the squad, how young everyone is, the energy around the club and the challenge of getting Arsenal back to where they belong, 
that means a lot to me. I know the fans really want that. For me as a player, I've come here really hungry and to spend my best years at this great club. I thought that was really interesting there. You know, he's been watching Arsenal, studying them for the last two years. And I think he's not the only player who would have done that. So many players at the top level will be looking at Arsenal now and wanting to be a part of it. They see what's happening. I think that is really, really, really important. And then this bit, when he talks about on working with Mikel Arteta and how important that was to him making the move, he says, I'm so excited. He speaks for himself. You see how he works. You've got a real insight into how he works on the Amazon documentary, how he works with his players, not only as a coach, but psychologically, how good he is with the players, how he improves players. He's a massive factor in the reason why I've come here. Honestly, these comments from Rice, they should not be underestimated when you look at how important Mikel Arteta is and how much of a pull Mikel Arteta is to top quality talent wanting to come to Arsenal. I think those comments, they're a real glimpse into the future, I think. And this signing is a real glimpse into the future um, when it comes to Arsenal, I think, when, especially while Mikel Arteta is still here, which hopefully is going to be for a long, long time. You know, he got a lot of flack, Mikel Arteta, rival fans, all sort of jumped on that Amazon documentary. Some of the stuff he did, you know, the light bulbs, the draw-ins, even the the Anfield speak, the speakers at training before Anfield. And a lot of people took the mickey out of him for that. They looked at looked at him, thought it was a bit of a joke. You know, I, I've watched some of it and thought, oh god, that's a bit cringe. But you know, and that's that's fine with football fans. We can all have our own opinions on what's going on and the way people are behaving. But I think when you look at a player, a top top player like Declan Rice. When he watches that sort of stuff, and I think this is so important, he watches it and he's intrigued by it and he wants to be a part of it. And I think that is so, so important again. And it's so exciting for the future because he's not the only player who's going to be looking at that sort of stuff um, and wanting to and thinking, you know what? I, can't, I, I like the idea of that. I want to be managed by Mikel Arteta. And I think that's really, really exciting. You know, Arsenal beat top, top clubs for the signing of Declan Rice. He could have gone... To Manchester City he could have gone to Bayern Munich but he didn't he wanted to come to Arsenal and he wanted to work for Mikel Arteta and a, a whole thing that this signing represents to me why I'm so thrilled by it is because that is so exciting I think that top talent the you know top tier talent and Declan Rice is that want to come and play for Arsenal and want to come and play for Mikel Arteta because of what they've seen, because of what they've heard, because of what they watch on the pitch and because of what they've seen in that Amazon documentary. And I think that Amazon documentary, the longer we go after its release, the more important I think that could be. And, you know, I think it's been a huge PR win, that documentary. And, you know, when it first happened, I thought, oh my God, Arsenal doing an Amazon documentary. This is going to be interesting. But I think it's been a huge PR win on so many levels. And just the fact that Declan Rice there is even talking about it, about why he made the move to Arsenal, I think says an awful, awful lot. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. 
And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, let's move on to some of your questions and comments, shall we, before we end this episode. Here's one from Charles. He says, daily follower here from the US. Thanks for your hard work and reporting. Thank you very much, Charles. In a rare question directed outside of the current transfer window, what has been your favourite thing to reminisce, write about in your upcoming books thus far? To say I'm excited about next season is an understatement. Thanks again for your hard work you do for us Arsenal fans. No worries, Charles. Thank you for that. Um, That's an interesting one. What's a favourite thing to reminisce, write about in the book? Honestly, I think it was probably... You know, because the book covers an awful lot of stuff, you know, not all of it great stuff. You know, there's been some real difficult times under Arteta, you know, times when he could have got sacked and would have had no complaints had he got sacked because things weren't going well. I think he was very lucky at the start that there weren't any fans in the stadium because I think if they were, he might have found it very, very difficult to keep hold of his job in a couple of occasions. Um, And so the fact it covers all that and how difficult it was, and I also talk about what the mood was like before he arrived. I think what I really loved about the book and got a lot of joy out writing was just these last two seasons and the trajectory that the club has been on and the alignment that has come together at the club. Because let's face it, you know, watching Arsenal has not been great for a while until the last couple of years. You know, you go to the Emirates, almost out of, I don't know how to explain it. You'd almost go out there just because it was Arsenal. You know, you felt like you had to. You're an Arsenal fan, so you had to go. You didn't go there thinking, oh, I can't wait to do this. It was like, oh, I've got to go to Arsenal again. Going to have fans around me fighting each other again because you're so entrenched in the views. Some of Wenger out, some of Wenger in, some of Emery out, some of Emery in. You know, all that period there towards the end of Wenger and the beginning of Emery, well, and just the whole of Emery, there was still so much division amongst the place. And I think what I got so much joy about in the book was these last couple of years and putting that all to one side and just being able to focus on this project that everyone has got behind the atmosphere at the club and how it's changed the players being so likable the team being so likable the manager being so inspiring I think I got so much joy out of writing about all that because look at the heart of it all I'm an Arsenal fan yes I'm an Arsenal journalist I'm a reporter I'm a writer but I'm an Arsenal fan I want Arsenal to be good I want Arsenal to be I want to enjoy watching Arsenal and feeling like a part of Arsenal and for a long time you didn't really get that feeling but you really do now. And I think this summer has only added to that and the signings that they're making and the ambition that they're showing. And so I think the last two years, writing that section of the book, even though it ended in disappointment, missing out on the league titles, Manchester City, I think just still writing about all that and speaking to fans, speaking to players about it, speaking to staff about it, everything, it just gave me a lot of joy and a lot of excitement about what is to come. So there you go. That's the answer. It's a little bit long-winded. I apologise, but that's probably the answer to that. Uh, here's another one it says, good day, Charles. I've been following your show for quite a while now from Nigeria. Who do you think will be party's replacement since it's been confirmed that he's agreed a deal? Good job. Love your videos. Uh, well, first of all, I don't think it has been confirmed that he's agreed a deal. I've seen the reports myself, um, but they're not reports from anywhere, which I would think I would be confident to think, yeah, that's legit. That's definitely real. From my understanding, he's agreed nothing with anyone and People that are close to him are surprised at these reports that are doing around that he's agreed anything with a Saudi club. As far as I'm aware, he's off to the USA with the rest of the squad right now. Look, Thomas Partey could potentially leave this summer, but that's not just because it's Thomas Partey. You know, Arsenal aren't actively 
pushing him out the door, I think they're probably looking at it like they're looking at a lot of players and thinking if we get a decent bid, then we might think about it. He's got two years left on his contract. He's 30 years old. He's had injury issues. If someone comes in with a decent bid, we might consider it. But I don't think they're actively pushing it. And I think there's, aside from the untouchables in this squad, who I think you all know who they are, you know, there's a certain core group, you know, your Sackers, your Odegaards, your Salibas, those sort of players who, of course, are not for sale at all. I think there's an awful lot who are, and they're not that the Arsenal want to get them out. They're just like, you know what, we need to bring in some money. If a good offer comes in for a player, then we might consider it. I think that's where party is. But I don't think, you know, I don't really want to think about a replacement for party because for me personally, from a football inside of things, I don't want him to go. I want him to stay. I could understand it from a business point of view, but from a football point of view, I don't want him to go. I think Arsenal need to keep Thomas Partey. I think if they do, they're going to be really, really strong in terms of their options in midfield, in terms of how they can change things up in midfield. So I don't really want to think about a replacement for Thomas Partey right now. I just hope he stays. And at the moment, I don't think he is very, very close to moving anyone. And I certainly don't think he's agreed to deal with anyone to move. Uh, here's another one. Some people outside of Arsenal thought the Prem last season was a one-off and we would be back in the chasing pack next season. But with these brilliant signings and togetherness, we're now showing the actual firepower we now have and the fluid football with me playing makes me think, uh, uh, sorry, me thinks they might well have not realised exactly where we are. Yeah, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Arsenal um, this season. I've been really surprised. I've been listening on the radio, stuff like that, when I've been driving around and no one seems to be predicting Arsenal are going to be up there with Manchester City next season. Obviously, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be it's going to be a harder season this season. I think City will be there again, of course. I think the other teams won't be as poor as they were last season. They will improve. But I was watching something. My old employers actually goal put out a video, a social video. They were, I think, they were at Old Trafford outside Old Trafford, and they were asking fans for their top four predictions next season. And I think only about two out of the fifteen they asked had Arsenal in the top four. And I was just like, "What is that about?" I was so surprised. And I agree. I think a lot of people are underestimating Arsenal. They think it was a one-off next se- uh, last season, but I absolutely don't think it was. And I think these new signings are only going to make Arsenal stronger next season. Uh, here's one from Illuminati. He says, Charles, why do I keep hearing about adding a winger? Can you then explain the signing of Nelson? I would assume we have enough players with positional flexibility to provide sufficient cover on the wings. Do you envisage El Nenny remaining at the club at the start of the season? Yes, I do. I would be surprised if El Nenny goes again. He might, they might accept a bid if a bid comes in, like I said in the last answer about Thomas Partey. You know, I don't think El Nenny's going to have a not-for-sale sign on him. If someone comes in with a good bid and Arsenal looked at it and thought, yeah, you know what, we're going to do that. We'll sell him. But I don't think that, again, actively pushing for him to leave. And um, I think he'll stay. I think he'll still be an important sort of squad player. Obviously, he's not going to be in and around the first team in important matches or anything like that. But I think he's still going to be a squad player. He's very well liked. They've really appreciated behind the scenes. So I think he'll stay. Uh, in terms of adding a winger, I get what you're saying. But I think when you talk about Nelson, I look at Nelson, I still see him as a left-sided player. That's where I've seen Mikel Arteta play him. Yes, I know he came through as a right-hand-sided player. He can play on the right, no doubt about it. But Mikel clearly prefers him on the left. I think the same goes for Trossard, another player I prefer playing off the left rather than on the right. So when you take that into account, I still think there's an area of the squad that needs improving it is that right hand side Saka needs some proper competition not and cover more importantly to be able to give him a rest there are options you could play Havertz as a nine which means you could play Jesus on the right of course you could play Nelson on the right if you wanted you could play Trossard on the right but none of those really I look at none of those options and think oh that's brilliant I'd much rather still have just an absolute out and out right winger who could come in and give Saka an opportunity to have a rest. So that's why I think that Arsenal would still be looking as that area, as a potential area to improve. 
And uh, lastly, here from Jay says, uh, HR's been watching from early on. Great videos. I hope the solo journey goes well. And also the book. Just a quick question regarding transfers. Arsenal are now looking at selling players. But do you know of any club that has a separate department for outgoings and incomings? It would make sense to me to have a separate department for each. So you can be um, you can be doing both at once. But I don't know how big recruitment is. Uh, OK, well, that's an interesting one, I thought. Um, no, as far as I'm aware, I don't think there's... Um, sort of two departments in in one dealing with incomings, one doing with outcomings. You know, the recruitment department is very, very big. Obviously, Edu is the chief of it. He's the head of it. And he gets a lot of the attention. But, you know, it's a massive department. It's really, really big. And it's like Jason Iota, he's the uh, assistant sporting director to Edu, works very, very closely with him. If you watch the video of Timber getting off the plane um, and Edu meeting him at the airport with a shirt and you see you see someone give the shirt to Timber, that is Jason. He's the assistant sporting director and he obviously, he works very, very closely with Edu. He takes on a lot of the responsibility as well. There's James Ellis, who's the head of recruitment now. He used to be at Fulham. He came over, obviously you've got Richard Garlick as well, deals with an awful lot when it comes to negotiations, both in terms of transfers and contracts as well. So it's a big team collective. There's other people involved with it as well. So it's not just Edu, for example, balancing everything. It's a big team collective working on a lot of things at once. And, you know, that's how Arsenal being able to get all the contracts signed, but also working on bringing transfers in and that sort of thing. So I don't think necessarily there's half the team is split into outgoings and half the team is split into um, incomings. I think it's all a big group collective and they work at everything and they balance a, a fair few plates at once. It's a difficult job. It's a hard job, but that's how they do it. And uh, But thank you very much for your question. All right, that's it from today's episode. Thank you very much for watching or for listening wherever you are around the world. I hope you have a fantastic end to the weekend and you enjoy soaking up as much of the Declan Rice content as you possibly can because you don't get weekends like this very often as a football fan. It's been a fantastic couple of days. Really, really exciting. And I can't wait for the US tour now, which of course kicks off very, very soon. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great end to your weekend and I'll speak to you very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.